Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means Fred's back for the first time in like a week. What's up, boys? How is it going? Welcome back, Freddie Fame. Thank you, brother. Doing well on the personal front. I will update everyone on that here within a moment. Doing well on the professional front. Duke City Championship Wrestling will host their first event Thursday, May the 25th at the historic El Rey Theater. Tickets available at dccwtickets.com. Go check that out. Come hang out with us. We got like 100 ticks sold van already to the show. Kind of crazy, huh? Still, what's capacity there? 600. 103? 600. Oh, six? Let's yeah, go, so, baby. Yeah, Fill it up. We're well on our way, so walk up and do your thing. Come hang out with your boys. We will greatly appreciate you being here with us. Tyler Lovely back at the studio making the show go around. Tyler, welcome to the broadcast, brother. Welcome back, Fred. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, it's, uh, I'll just say right away, it has gone notice to me the amount of uh, support I have received from the friends of the show as they are aware that I've been away helping my father. My father currently battling a colon cancer, received his first chemotherapy this week, boys. So my father is uh, well on their way in the direction he was given by medical professionals and uh, how very proud I am of he for doing the absolute right thing and following the path. And, um, yeah, so so we're a couple months away from hopefully success. So so there you go, boys. We're, we're almost there. We're started. This is fantastic news. Let's go, yeah. baby. Love everything about it. So if all goes well, I will be back in the Albuquerque area next week. I'll be back live in studio with you guys, and that will be tremendous. Uh, cannot wait. Also, exciting program note. Uh, Tyler Lovely moving on from the program, going to do bigger and better things. Uh, a. Marie Castillo will be joining us regularly on the program, moving from the morning show to the afternoon show. So congratulations to all those parties involved. We're very excited about that as well. Nice. Good for you, Marie. There we go. Big round, Tyler, big round, what a dude. You yeah. crushed it. You crushed it in your time with us, man. We really appreciate you, my dude. Yo, I appreciate it. I'm always down with this, man. I appreciate you guys always. That's, oh, gosh. <laughs> Friends of the show <laughs> had nothing but kind words for you, Tyler. It's very much true. I am uh, I'm ready to go sports, though, boys. I stayed up uh, late last night watching Denver versus L.A. It's weird how these West Coast teams are playing so late at night. You feel like that's usually a little bit earlier kind of thing. But uh, the Denver game, which I are we calling it the Denver game or are we calling it the L.A. series? Does this thing have a personality yet? Is it just a conference championship between good t- two good teams? Like, what, what's your energy on basketball right now, Van? Howie, the way Nikola Jokic played, and by the way, I am in the home of the Nuggets right now. You are in Denver. the power of the Internet. We are in two different parts of the country doing a program in Albuquerque. I love the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there. But I am in Denver right now, and this place is a buzz. The whole town is painted blue and yellow, and we're not going to call it the Nuggets game or the Lakers series. This is the rise. This is the coming out party for Nikola Jokic. If you didn't know how bad of a dude this guy was already, welcome to the party. 
I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying because I think there's a lot of dudes that don't know how bad of a dude he is. What is it? He had two consecutive MVP seasons. He was robbed this year. We could talk about robbed. that. We could talk about that. There's Embiid wanted it. He went and got the numbers to get it. Like, that is what it is. Jokic don't care. Dude's seven foot tall. Dude plays the point. Dude gets underneath the basket. He leads the fast break. He is a talent that I don't think I've ever seen at that size. I don't think I've ever seen a dude built that way, do those things that he does. And now he's going to be in the national spotlight because I feel like the last time they were in this situation, that was the bubble year, right? And it the game didn't have the viewership that the game currently has now, specifically paired up against, which we'll talk about a little bit later in this broadcast, paired up against the NBA draft lottery last night. There were more eyes on basketball than there had been all season long. And Jokic went and messed around and got a triple-double in the first quarter. It's bonkers the way this guy is playing. and He takes a lot of crap from the sports community because MVP, MVP, should have been MVP again this year. If you need any more evidence, just look at the way Joel Embiid MVP'd played in the last two games of the series. He choked, Harden choked, but Nikola Jokic stepped up. So if there is any doubts for anybody, and I mean, he, like my previous point, he catches slack. He catches flack, excuse me, because he hasn't advanced to the conference finals. He hasn't had a shot at a championship yet. And that's because all the pieces around him when it comes to playoff time have either been hurt or non-existent. Now he has a healthy team around him, and you could see what he does as the centerpiece of that Nuggets team. Michael Porter Jr. is a dude. I've been talking about him for a lot of years. Obviously, his time at Mizzou was similar to my time in St. Louis working in sports broadcasting. He's a world of talent, but you could have 14 guys on your team, and 14 of those guys are not Nikola Jokic. Like, the, you just have the one. And, and whenever the bench is real small the way that it is now, in my opinion, um, this is the one where he's now in the conversation of one of the greatest to ever do it all time. This is a – he's going to get – he's going to obviously, if they succeed past the Los Angeles Lakers, he's going he's gonna to be part of that conversation of being better than LeBron James. If he doesn't, then it's going to be a this is the last step before he ascends to the next level. And, and I think either way, the Denver Nuggets and he are going to come out in a really positive conversation because I don't think nationally the Nuggets have really gotten any sweat from anyone. I, I don't give it to him personally, even though I recognize the talent the dude is. But I still keep him out of all those big conversations. I guess really just historical ones. I think current day conversations he's put in there, but – but that's just from NBA dudes. That's not from sports fan. And I'm, I'm talking about sports fan that, for instance, guy, the handful of people that don't love the NFL know who Patrick Mahomes is. I think this is a chance that the, the people that don't know the NBA will learn who, who Jokic is. Three people have gotten thirty point, multiple 30-point triple-doubles. That is Nikola Jokic's um, opponent this week, LeBron James. Uh, Russell Westbrook did it historically. But Nikola Jokic is putting up historic numbers. He had six triple-doubles already this playoff season, 12 total in the playoffs uh, in his young career. And there's only three people all time who have had a 40-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist game. That is Bill Russell did it once. Wilt Chamberlain did it once. Nikola Jokic has already done it twice. He is insane. Know. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. And well, and, and what's interesting about you saying that is, and you admitted there was some talent around him, but there's not his level of talent. 
to like to the no. second the game starts where the Nuggets are like, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we give our best player the ball every single possession. What was it, 34, 21, and 14? Is that what it was? They give their best player the ball every single possession and then let him go. And he's green-lighted from inside 30 feet. Like, we're not talking about a dude who has to go to the basket every single time. We're not talking about a dude that has to come off of a screen or do a thing. It is a guy who has the ball, and then he'll either get, what did I say, 34 points or 14 assists, which is what, 28 points at the men. By yeah. the way, he goes to the line the way he goes to the line. The Nuggets have it figured out. Ride this horse until this horse cannot be ridden anymore. And and Jokic is that dude right now. I'm looking at, I got the postgame, like, uh, I got the stat line up here. I didn't realize it was a 21-point lead before the Lakers came back and made a game out of it in the final possession. Yeah, that is accurate. The Lakers made a nice fourth-quarter run to make it a game, but Nikola Jokic dominated the whole thing. In the first half, Nikola Jokic had more rebounds than the Lakers team. Wild. The whole team. Yeah, the second half was just kind of ran by the Lakers all the way through. If they hadn't came out of sputtering, 25 in the first quarter, six of his 10 rebounds in, a, in the first half were on the offensive end. This is crazy to me. Like, what is AD doing at the basket? But then I watch all the way to the end of the game. I'm like, well, these dudes have been battling the whole time. But why such a slow start? Like, is this is this the old man Laker team? Like, did they need a game to ease in? Also, we're talking about like a five-point victory at the end of it or whatever it was. If it's not five, I'm not apologizing. And we're talking about a home team winning game one. This is what's supposed to happen anyways. It's not like this is the big knockout blow that the like the Lakers can't bounce back from. It's not that. This is just the jab they expected to catch in game one. Yeah, I mean, you said it. They're the number one seed in the Western Conference playing at home. They're supposed to win. You know, they dominated the first two and a half, three quarters. But, hey, Vegas guy will tell you, Lakers still beat the spread. Oh, well, That's the, a W in Vegas, baby. Hey, when <laughs> when Jokic turns around and hits the the three, the the miracle shot into the half, go, and you're like, this won't be a thing, and it's absolutely a gigantic thing at the end of the game, Vegas knows. Sure. Oh, sure. It's It's almost garbage to me. So it was what a heck of a game last night. Both teams shooting above 55% from the field, 47 from three. It was incredibly fun to watch. This is uh, the spotlight that the NBA needs right now because there's so many dumb stories. There's the John Morant stuff, which we'll talk about a little bit later. There's so much stuff going on surrounding the game. The NBA draft is fixed. There's so much stuff that's just currently happening. And because that stuff is happening, it needs this. It needs like a really good champion to to exist moving forward. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about the draft. I can't wait to talk about John ja Morant. But I mean, this game and this series deserves all its due attention right mm -hmm. now because the NBA was rejuvenated with LeBron versus Steph. Now you got LeBron going against the MVP, the best player on the planet right now. I've been very outspoken that. LeBron, a healthy LeBron James and a healthy uh, uh, Davis will steamroll past anybody. And I was proven oh so wrong last night, and I'll be eating crow. But again, that's why they have a seven-game series. Lakers haven't lost a game at home. 
Denver plays very well at home. That's why they split them up. That's why everyone else gets a home game. I think it's going to be a long series. I see the Lakers rebounding, but let's give Nikola Jokic his flowers. Like this dude played his balls off and casual NBA fan who just saw this random dude get two MVPs in a row and doesn't understand why. If you got eyes on him for the first time last night, you know why. The place I watched the game at, I'm here in St. Louis, Missouri. I watched it like a townie bar. The place I watched the game is there are guys that don't know how to pronounce his name. You know, there are guys sure. that, that yeah. only that only are having the LeBron James conversation. And, and by the way, we've been having the LeBron James conversation for 20-whatever years. Like, I get you go with what you know. But as I'm trying to say, like, no, he will do this here. And the game came down to one minute. And by the way, we're talking about, like, the Lakers steamrolling, and, and I think you're very correct. What they did in the second half on is they took the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets won because of the cushion they built in the first half. It's They yeah. survived is what the Nuggets did. At, sure. Like, spectacular performance by their star player. But when, during that part of that steamroll, um, if LeBron hits that three, the yep. under-the-minute straightaway, uh, the one that's just too strong off the back iron, and he kind of does this notoriously, pulls the trigger before there's anyone – at or near that can grab an offensive rebound, not to necessarily say you want to quantify your offense on offensive rebounds because that's about the hardest thing in the whole world. Right. Would have been insanely different there at the end. And then for some reason, a lackadaisical, we're not going to foul at the end, 20 seconds rolls off. And the whole time, at least I am, the whole time I'm going, foul here, foul here, foul here, Would it foul, foul here. And then it eventually comes. Um, and then I think my last footnote, Van, before I would close the book on this one, which, by the way, big one for Denver, big one for Jokic, uh, Austin Reeves is him. The dude is unreal. I thought, like we started talking about a couple months ago, obviously the playoffs, it's elevated to another level. Uh, but when he possesses the ball, he holds the ball like a dude who loves to score the ball. And in these tight games, when he hit that big three to bring it within three last night, um, he might be the future of the Lakers once LeBron decides to leave and play with his kid wherever. Yeah, I mean, Reeves played lights out in the second half. He was a facilitator. He helped spread it around. He's like a a LeBron James Jr. out there for the Lakers offense. But he had a very critical mistake at the end when he had an open drive to the basket, and he dished it, made an errant pass to LeBron, and kind of crushed the hopes of the Lakers down the stretch. LeBron's pull-up three that they totally should have went for two in that moment, and then Reeves' errant pass. Those were the two big plays down the stretch that kind of ruined a great comeback for the Lakers. A lot of NBA last night. We're going to talk, obviously, about the Heat playing the Celtics tonight. That's going to be incredibly good. We'll preview that later in the program. We do have a lot of updates as far as the NBA draft goes. We'll go over that. You had found a fun story about overseas basketball, which we never talk about because there's no reason. <laughs> so yeah. we'll knock that one out the park. Uh, big win for college football players today. We'll go over that at length as well. The John Morant update. I'm going to take the Adams, uh, Adam Stern, Adam Stern. Um, oh, help me out. Silver. Silver. Adam Silver is a coward. I'm going to go down that. I think that's the only path I know to take on this story. So we'll hit on that for sure. Josh Sushan, the voice of the Isotopes, will be joining us at 6 o'clock as we preview tonight's Isotopes game and go down to the lab, not just tonight, but every day for like the next two weeks outside of Mondays because the Isotopes are home on back-to-back ones. You can catch Van and I throwing out the first pitch next Wednesday night. So it's one week from today. We'll be throwing out the first pitch at Isotopes Park. So big thank you to the Isotopes for, um, for offering that to us. We will say yes to attention every single time. That uh, is a fact. 
going to be a good program today. Also, um, we're going to pour one out. We don't do a pour one out segment a lot, but we're going to pour one out to Pat McAfee as he is officially sold out to ESPN. So we will do that at some point in the broadcast as well. Boys, it's good to be back. I'm here all week. Van, you are off Friday. We will figure out something on that end. You are celebrating the weekend in Denver with your daughter. Congratulations to you and your family on your successes right now. Thank you so much, sir. I actually have my beautiful daughter sitting right here doing her homework in the Airbnb in beautiful and historic Denver, Colorado. How lucky we all are. Sure. Sponsors, whenever we get back, it's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Shorts make the art fade away. That's the whole Back on the program. Sports Animal live chat's going crazy on the live stream. If you're not joined with us on the live stream, join us on the live stream. Facebook.com slash talk ABQ. YouTube.com slash talk ABQ. A lot of talk about foul trouble, hurting the Nuggets. Need to use fouls to control the clock of the game. I get all that. Um, The real truth about the Nuggets in the second half last night was they weren't ready for the Lakers in the second half last night. If the Lakers would have played two halves of basketball last night, we're talking about a a big Lakers win on the road and how they stole one from a favored team and how LeBron is the absolute truth and he's going to play in his 12th NBA championship or whatever. Yeah, I I was very outspoken about if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy, this is the Lakers series. They're the best team top to bottom. They got the best uh, role players versus the Nuggets. And I still, I'll stick with it. They'll still win the series. But, oh, my God, is Nikola Jokic that dude? And the Nuggets look strong. I mean, fought off that second-half surge by the Lakers. The Lakers look like the better team in the second half. But uh, the game is judged in the win or loss category by who has most points at the end. I think that was John Madden who who said that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, very um, Socrates of you. <laughs> Congratulations to every single Detroit Pistons fan who watched their team go to 17 total wins on the season and ended up with the fifth overall pick. The order of the top three, Vanny, mm. ready in the 2023 NBA draft. San Antonio, number one. Charlotte, number two. Portland, number three. That is the way this one goes. Congratulations to San Antonio and Greg Popovich. Victor Wimbiana is going to uh, be a spur. Um, I don't know what Greg Popovich did. If he sold his soul at the crossroads, Robert Johnson style, so mm-hmm. he could invent the blues guitar. But Greg Popovich has only finished in the bottom three of the lottery three times in his career. Those three times have turned into David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now Victor Wimbayama. What? I think they finished. I know you just had the number, but the, the percent of winning the when you're in the chance for the lottery and how the Spurs only do it every time they need to reload. Unreal. Like the, sure. I don't know what the NBA loves about the Spurs. Um, it died off. Like the love for them died off over the last five, six, seven, eight, nine years, I guess. It's good for Greg Popovich because Greg Popovich seems like a dude. And if he can, if he can get another uh, cliche, Tim Duncan, you know, if he, if he can get another, like once in a generation thing. And, and 
I think I'm subscribing to what I've seen as Wimbiama being once in a generation. Like I know they're playing against like slouches and like Italy is not the same as, you know, playing super high end D one basketball or, or playing in the NBA, obviously, but he seems to have all the tools, right? Like he seems to be a dude who could be a dude. I'm in on the Spurs, like kind of at least ascending that way with Popovich getting a final ride because it kind of seemed like he was just kind of fading away there at the end. Yeah, I mean, we know how long Greg Popovich has been around here. He's in his mid-70s. Like, he's been around since the friggin' 80s. He's been coaching for almost 40 years. This this ride that he's been on is fantastic. Like Again, he gets a lot of help in the draft. He gets getting these giant elite basketball players and but I'm all the way in on Victor Wimbayama just watching the tape on him watching games on him listening to the best minds in basketball say this is the best prospect since LeBron James possibly the best best prospect ever like he is somewhere in between 7'2 and 7'5 who knows how tall this kid really is? Mm-hmm. I've heard all kinds of reports that he's air quotes only seven two, or he's as tall as seven five. Who cares? He's over seven foot tall. He can handle the ball. He can shoot one legged three pointers. He can pass like Nikola Jokic, and he's only nineteen friggin' years old. Like this is that dude. He is a franchise altering pick. Did you see his reaction when Houston ended up number four? Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt. <laughs> and I know I said Italy earlier, my little diatribe, but obviously I'm in France. There's such a tie between France and the Spurs, you know, with obviously uh, Tony Parker for all those years. Uh, Boris Diaw was from Boris France. Diaw. Yeah, there's there's just like a rich fandom between that country and the Spurs. So undoubtedly, you know, Victor grew up a Spurs guy. You know, he grew up like in that universe of fandom and San Antonio celebrates teams that are in the – they celebrated a losing team this year. What You said the stat earlier, but under 300 win percent in those three years, and they get the first-round pick every year or whatever. Like, San Antonio knows that for the next probably 15 years, they are in the mix now. And this kind of shores up basketball in Texas for some time to come because Houston is refusing to figure it out, and Dallas is – literally thrown in the towel at the end of seasons. Well, you know, I'm a bandwagon. Well, not not bandwagon. I'm a fair weather Rockets fan because, you know, I'm a diehard Astros fan from right. Houston, grew up on it. I was there during Hakeem and Drexler those years. So there's a special place in my heart for Houston Rockets. So there was a lot of hope being held out in my heart that the Rockets would get that number one pick and I get to be a bandwagon Rockets Fairweather Rockets fan again. And I was so excited to buy one of those red and yellow retro throwback old school Rockets jerseys with Wimby on the back and the number one. And I know every other fan base, whether you're a hardcore basketball fan or a Fairweather fan like I am, we're drooling over this guy. Like you, like you mentioned right at the beginning of the segment, those poor Pistons, like the Pistons were atrocious, atrocious, awful. I mean, it was hard to watch. Pistons fans didn't even show up for games. It was so hard to watch. They couldn't give away tickets this year. They were so pathetic. And then they drop all the way down to five. That is a huge nut punch to Pistons family. 
Yeah, I agree with that sentiment completely. Houston is not going to get the help of the NBA. Dallas is not going to get the help of the NBA. Because if San Antonio gets one more help, and I don't know how you define help, but if San Antonio gets one more help, then San Antonio is set. And then you're doing what? You're capturing that audience. Like, and, and that's what the NBA wants. The NBA wants to be able to bring in that viewership. They don't want, you know how NBA social media is. They don't want the state of Texas oppo the NBA. So Houston, right. in trouble for a while. Dallas, probably in trouble for a while. San Antonio, not in trouble for a while. I found this stat when I was looking over stats. Are you ready? Hit me. So when San Antonio has the number one pick, the Spurs, in their first season with David Robinson, went 56-26. and 26. And in the first season with Tim Duncan, they went 56-26. and 26. Van, the yep. two best starts. You got your betting number. <laughs> right. Take 56-26 and 26 with Wimbiama. And he's going to win rookie of the year just like Tim Duncan and David Robinson did both times. Like, I don't know why this wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the French connection. You're welcome for that reference. There's pictures of Victor Wimbayama when he's a kid wearing Tony Parker jerseys. Yeah. Like, this is, this is destiny. Like, the, the French fan base only likes the Spurs, the best player in French history, the most touted prospect. In NBA history, goes to the Spurs. It's only fitting. I don't care if it's collusion or not. As far as my Rockets fandom, my little Rockets heart being broken, with that set aside, this is the perfect fit. Good look. San Antonio cares about the Spurs. It's a one-horse town. All you got is the Spurs. I mean, remember, we went to the Royal Rumble in San Antonio, and it is all Astros, Cowboys, and Spurs gear as far as the eye can see. And, XFL. and of course, Spurs and Spurs are number okay, sure. Spurs <laughs> are number one easily because that's the only show in town. It's a big enough audience because that San Antonio Austin like connection now because they've grown into one city. I don't think people talk sure. about that a ton. Forty five minutes apart. Yeah. yeah. At max, right? The Max. The, yeah, there's a there's a fandom there to, to pack the Alamo Dome every single game that a game is played, and, and they will because the Spurs played there, and they put, what, 55,000 people in there, and the Spurs won 22 games last year. Even if it's not 56 or whatever number I just said, 56 and 26, if it's 26 right. and 56, if this time next year we're talking about the opportunity to get whatever the next hotness is next year, we're not going to project that right now, but if that is what is currently happening, the Spurs are – not just set, they're super set. Also, from the sports, uh, excuse me, from the Sports Animal live chat, thank you for tuning in with us on the live stream. Is there any worry, Van, that it's going to end up being a Sam Bowie or a Greg Owen situ- Odin situation? Because the only thing I think that stands different from Robinson and Duncan with the Spurs is Duncan played four years at Wake Forest. Obviously, Robinson played one year in college before he came out. Do you have concern at, Wimbenyan- at Victor's young age, as I butcher his name, do you have any concern that the Spurs are getting a guy that's maybe not the pedigree they're accustomed to and they won't know how to handle it? No, I don't. I have no feeling about that whatsoever. I have no worries about Victor Wimbayama. I don't care if he's not the greatest player in basketball history. This kid's a sure thing. He's going to win the rookie of the year. He's going to get all the reps in the world, and he's going to be on his rookie contract, even if it's a – multi-million dollar number one pick rookie contract he's still going to be affordable for the immediate level of talent you get so every possible free agent 
every disgruntled player that wants out of their team is going to start begging to go to San Antonio and play for Victor Wimbayama. You think it's right away, though? Immediately. I I don't know, because that's the one where I have a hiccup, because I think there's such a culture in the league now with the way, and we've talked about this in other aspects when talking, but uh, diets are different, exercise is different, commitment to the game is different, and I think some of these older players want to play with older players. This is the LeBron thing. This is the, hey, hey, let's all have one last ride and one last go, and I think it'll take two, three years before guys are trying to get with Victor regularly, and but I do think there's an advantage to his rookie contract where if you are San Antonio, you can convince some guys to come in for dollars, but I don't necessarily know if guys are, are yearning to get there immediately, but I do believe they will eventually. I, I think it's going to be immediate. The second they're able, I mean, where, where else is a free agent going to go? You want to go where there's already an established star. You know where you're going to get your support. I mean, the, the Western Conference is a gauntlet already, but, I mean, the only worry about Wimbayama is he hasn't filled out that giant frame yet. He mm-hmm. looks fragile. Like he's, he's a big guy, and he's going to fill out that body eventually. And what better place in the country to fill out a body than San Antonio, Texas, with all that Tex-Mex and all that barbecue and all that seafood and all those thick Latina grandmas that are going to have him over in the house and feed him meal after meal after meal. There's no better place for Victor Wimbayama to fill out that body than San Antonio, Texas. You did so good. Congratulations. 18-year-old LeBron James won 35 games his rookie year. 21-year-old Michael Jordan won 38 games his rookie year. David Robinson was 24 in his rookie season. Duncan was 21. Those two guys obviously played together in Duncan's rookie season where they had the 56 wins. I would be surprised if, I would be very surprised if, Wimbiama hits 50 wins in his first season, but it's the right direction for the Spurs. I think it's going to go well from the Sports Animal Live chat. Uh, what about LeBron and Bronny to San Antonio? Uh, sure. I mean, if if who, whatever Why year not? Bronny's available, if you have the first overall pick, take him because you, you actually get two players, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that, you nailed it right there. We've been talking about this for two years already since Bronny started looking like a legit NBA basketball player. LeBron's got one more year in LA. And then the, the same year that Bronny's going in the draft is the same year that LeBron's going to be a free agent. Congratulations. You get the whole James family. Why not San Antonio? Is Pop going to be there forever? Well, okay. With, uh, with his high level of income and advances in modern science, who says he can't coach until he's 100? I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I think I've, t- I've talked to you about this before. I'm, I'm friends with the uh, president of player personnel over at the Spurs. Like we grew up together in St. Louis and every conversation we've had about the Spurs and about the organization is how there's nothing in question. Like there's just like a higher standard of not just athletics business, but business overall. Like there, like it, the second this cat shows up, like the conver- it'll be ownership, it'll be head coach. We only do basketball here. Like we don't do weird stuff here. Like we we are here to do really well professionally, not just for you guys on the court, but for the front office, for everyone who supports. It is a it is a culture there that to my understanding, 
is not just unmatched in sports, but it might be unmatched in business. Yeah, they're they're a great organization top to bottom. Like they've never had the struggles that you see seasonally with other organizations. They're so tightly wound and they're so well run, like you said, like on and off the court. I have I have no issues of him being there whatsoever. Big thank you to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker for supporting our mobile studios today. The YMCA of Central New Mexico, which I've been missing out on for like the last two weeks, cannot wait to get back. I, that's going to be my jam, day one that I am back, the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Hollow Spirits Night, we won't be there. Vernon Koontz will go hang out with Vernon over at Hollow Spirits tonight as he is hosting the United Watch Party while Van and I are on the road. So go support your New Mexico United tonight. It's an earlier game tonight van i don't know if you saw that because it's against the the yeah. ludon united is that right ludon so that uh, game starts don't at, care <laughs> game starts at five o'clock <laughs> gonna whoever it is they're gonna lose so Vern will be out there go hang out with he obviously talk a little bit about the sports animal we got a bunch of appearances next week we're excited about that we're at ice toast park on wednesday that'll be very good i know we're lined up to hang out with the dukes next week so that'll be very good the abq dukes so thank you today for being a partner of this show we'll be at albuquerque at abqx next week as well so that'll be also equally fun big thank you to red door for being big supporters of the program teller vodka it's going to be a lot of fun over the next couple weeks for me as um i know they're gonna have a presence at uh duke city championship wrestling is too so that's gonna be a fun thing so they're gonna come out and hang out with us doing some stuff there. Our first pro wrestling show is Thursday, May 25th at the historic El Rey Theater. Tickets on sale now, dccwtickets.com. Come and see. I think we have 16 matches, man. It's going to be a couple-hour broadcast, or excuse me, a couple-hour event, and then we are going to capture it for broadcast and repurposing. So we'll put that in a lot of places for a lot of people. That will be excellent. Whenever we get back, we pour one out to a guy that kind of changed the game. And then, like everyone who changes the game, sold out immediately for the bag. I get it. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Welcome back to the sports animal. It's two men on. Okay, Van. Um, the industry lost a good one today. R.I.P., brother. Yeah. Um, and you know what this is? It's like good in a lot of ways, but it's bad in a lot. You, I'm going to start with the bad. Pat McAfee started his program with the boys. Sure. That was it. And then he curtailed it from a YouTube thing, sent it over to Sirius Satellite Radio, making a couple million bucks, which, hey, by the way, I'm not going to bat an eye at. <laughs> like, way to go. Then he got that four-year, $120 milli from FanDuel. And if you are a, a fan of entertainment historically, this was a deal similar to, like, Conan O'Brien had, similar to David Letterman, where, like, Worldwide Pants got paid, you know, $100 million from CBS, and then they, they handle all the expenses. They handle the whole kit and caboodle or whatever. So... Pat McAfee is allegedly in the fall walking away from his $120 million deal with FanDuel as he has been bought out by ESPN. The all-powerful Disney van has swung in, and they have captured Pat McAfee for a deal that allegedly is eight figures per year. What? Eight is a lot. 
Eight is a lot of figures. Seven is fantastic. Eight, you did something right, Patty boy. He's already a regular on College Game Day. He does that alt broadcast with Peyton Manning, who owns Omaha Productions, which is a very similar kind of um, business plan that Pat McAfee uses. Um, inside, hey, inside sports broadcasting, similar product, to, similar to the way we do it. Like it's, it's you got you have your entity, you create your thing. Um, Pat McAfee says it will not limit the show. I believe that is a lie, Van. That is a bold-faced lie. That is a bold-faced lie. You cannot have the real, true, as it stands now, on Sirius, on YouTube, Pat McAfee show, where they're dropping F-bombs left and right. They're making fun of people left and right. Mm -hmm. The multiple lawsuits, Brett Favre and whoever else left and right. You can't have that program. The almighty mouse will control your content. Pat McAfee, you're done ski. Also, congratulations. This happened. Yo, uh, hey, congratulations. Also, we're not worthy. We're scum. Yeah. We suck. Yeah. Like this same thing happened with Howard Stern, right? So Howard Stern was on terrestrial radio and he was clever and he was creative and he was edgy and he created entendres and, and situations that, that, left the mind open to theater and it was brilliant radio for a lot of years in the nineties. And they made a cool movie about it. And then in 2004, satellite radio rolls around and it picks up Howard Stern and now he's dropping curse words and he's Anything lo he can do. Yeah. losing his creativity and the product just in right now, there's somebody listening who just loves local sports talk and is a friend of the show. And they're going, I love Howard. I listen to Howard every day. Howard sucks compared to the way Howard used to be. And you're going to end up with the same kind of situation here. Where Pat McAfee is going to have on who? Scott Van Pelt. Pat McAfee is going to have on who? Whatever talking head is making the circles. And you know ESPN is, well, our analyst said on the morning show that uh, Colin Kaepernick could still start in the NFL. So then the, the 5 p.m. Sports Center is like, uh, rumored is Colin Kaepernick's going to start in the NFL. No, that's not a story. Like, you're just, right. you did this. You created this whole thing. And Pat McAfee is now going to be part of that machine and i don't necessarily know how much it helps his brand is he was already on espn like does he does he still get to do wwe does he still get to go jump off stuff like does he still get to be a dude because a big part of his brand is being a dude yeah i mean can he have controversial rappers can he like interview porn stars yeah is he, is he Jones is every day yeah is he gonna have uh aaron Rodgers talking about ayahuasca on espn no, it's going to be a watered-down product. There's going to be producers in the building telling him what he can and can't say, and it's not going to be the same program. I'm sure it's going to be way better than the majority <laughs> of the, the, the lineup on ESPN, but still, it's not going to be the same. Well, here's how little I know about ESPN, because I'm not a sports TV guy, right? Like, I don't watch talking head sports TV, but I remember in high school, which was 20 years ago for me, I would sit in the lunchroom, and I would watch part of the interruption. I would watch Around the Horn. And if I turned on the TV right now, it's part of the interruption and Around the Horn. Like, this has been the same narrative for 20 years. If ESPN wants to hit a younger demo, which everyone wants to hit a younger demo, this is how you get it, I guess. But that show, Pat McAfee's show, is 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. every day. People are busy at that time. Like, I get why you stream it on your phone. I get why it follows you around. Is it necessarily going to be on at the dentist office? I don't think it is. Is it necessarily going to be on 
Maybe it'll be on at the the local belly up towny bar, but you don't have the volume on it. That stuff, like it's, I don't necessarily know if I see the the grab for Pat McAfee outside of eight figures a year. Of course, of course, yes. I'm saying the same answer. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. You're talking, hey, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. My character is going to remain intact. We talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. We got some wiggle room there. Real quick, we're talking about millions of dollars. What? Sure. What do you want me to do, Mister Mouse? Yes. So speaking of Pat, yes, Mickey uh... and Walt, I will do. We should cut to our friend Pat, friend of the show, who's actually hanging out with us. He's got something he wants to say on it. Friend of the show, Pat, welcome to the Sports Animal Hotline. How are you? Well, I'm doing all right. And there might be some irony in that because I had some questions for you guys. I I was thinking that uh, Two Man On doesn't do the two of you justice. And maybe I had an idea. I I know let's talk about Web by Honor and I'm I'm in total agreement with both of you guys on that. There's not much else I agree with you about. And that brings me to my point, and that is uh, instead of maybe two men on, maybe you'd call it the KKOB boys because, you know, you guys are, after all, the the uh, sports version of, of people like uh, – I don't know, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson. Okay. <laughs> Not Pat McAfee, that's for sure. No, thanks for the call, Pat. We'll we'll catch you another time. The um, yeah, kind of a weird life some listeners of this show live. Okay. That's <sighs> one way to hear us, I suppose. It's not a KKOB show just because I don't do an entire segment on how I think Steve Kerr is right about gun control. Like, it's not that sure. show. You know, hey, you know them them boys that stormed the Capitol? They're just some good old boys letting off some steam, oh. Fred. You know what I'm saying? Just okay. That's the, that's the ice. That's the ice coldest take. Hey, Tyler, you back in the studio. Is is his name up on the wall? His callers yeah. are not supposed to call anymore. Is he one Definitely of our guys? On <laughs> it's been It's been so long, I don't remember. He said he was Pat McAfee. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we had to get to get him out, get him on there. <sighs> I'm about Pat McAfee. I, hopefully, they have better call screeners than we have. That show is going to do fine. There's going to be a there's going to be a grip of Disney placement moving forward. We're going to have um, what's the cat's name from the Mandalorian? Um, the actor, help me out here, Van. Uh, not Diego Luna. No, the other guy, the guy that was in The Last of Us. Whatever, like you're gonna get all these like actor placements all the time. Like it's gonna end up being Pedro Pascal. Thank you. It's gonna end up being a watery, downy, weirdy, Pat McAfee adjacent show is what it's gonna end up being. And they won't do that stuff where they fight with the NFL anymore. And they won't like we go to Super Bowl Row. Like it's a different energy when when they're out there as opposed to every show that's not us. Like it's yeah, yeah it's gonna be a different thing. So. Uh, congratulations to he on his personal success and uh, RIP to his friends and fans. But I think you and I should call FanDuel. Like we should figure out what we got to do to just if we could. Yeah, for real. One, you, gotta, you guys got a lot of a lot of money on the table right now. FanDuel, <laughs> spread it to the boys. Let's go. By do the you, way, any other band callers out there listening? It's Tyler's last day. Yeah, it's Tyler's He's last day. He don't care. It in. He don't care oh, at all. He don't care at all. Anybody else? 
<laughs> is there a deeper conversation about because if you're Pat McAfee, you obviously leverage this to FanDuel, right? So did FanDuel say now worth the money, now worth the return? Like, is there like is gambling's not in trouble? I can't think gambling's in trouble for a second. So is this just a bigger platform childhood dream kind of thing? Maybe I just eight figures. The answer is eight figures. I'm trying to quantify sure. this, but that's the answer. That's the answer. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to uh, view myself as a person with character and integrity and nice, thick moral fiber that yeah. can't be penetrated. Not for that much money. No, not for that much. No, I will bow down to you, Mr. Mouse. Let's go. Also, here's a fun one. Disney laid off like 7,000 people last month. So. To afford Pat McAfee. <laughs> that's... Uh, that's where they came up with the dollars. <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, Janice. Yeah. Uh, Disney's biggest investments right now, uh, affording Pat McAfee and suing Ron DeSantis. Those Smart are the moves. two. That's where all the money's going right now. Um, <laughs> it's going to end up being big wins in both cases. I promise you that. That's There's like one organization you don't mess with. You the don't mouse. mess with. Yeah. Don't mess with the mouse. Legally speaking, the Confederate trade embargo was fine. No one has ever said otherwise. Everyone knows that. Amazon, you are a cupcake compared to Disney. Amazon, you are those are rookie numbers Correct. you're putting up. We're talking about Disney. They have Joe Buck and they have Pat McAfee. This could possibly be the greatest crossover episode of all time. You miss me with that. Where we get back. <laughs> Van has decided to get the Taiwanese basketball league, whatever, 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 live streaming package, and we will tell you why. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The Jim Rome Show is up next at 10. On 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The Jim Rome Show is not up next at 10. That's not correct. That's, That's not a true statement. It, I mean, technically, 10 o'clock tomorrow. That's not even next, though. There's other things, though. Next is what throws <laughs> that out. Fun announcement. We're giving away Post Malone tickets tomorrow and Friday. Tune in to me and Van tomorrow. Tune in to me on Friday. We're giving away two tickets to Post Malone. Post Malone, if y'all weren't here, I'd be crying to her. And it's coming to the Isleta Amphitheater on August the 10th. So big thank you to Post Malone for allowing us to, uh, to reach out to the audience. We'll need some fun somethings. At least some fun somethings. What's like a good post Malone thing? I don't even know. Like, text us a picture of a sunflower. Like, what do you like? What do you do for that? What um, what member of the animal kingdom looks the most like Post Malone? Sloth. The winner. The winner gets tickets. Yeah, there's. Um, send us a video of you chain smoking. Like, what do you like? What Have is a, that? Yeah. Tyler, congratulations on the tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who uh, take take a picture of the uh, the most post Malone looking homeless person in Albuquerque to win your free tickets? It's just a selfie from Tyler. <laughs> hey, oh, face tattoos are a big one. Yeah, I I don't know enough about. Post I'll get Malone. you some Teller. I got some Teller vodka uh, temporary tattoos. If you want some, some neck and some face tatty boys. All right. What what are the post Malone bangers? That's a great verb. Post Malone and out here. 
All right, the number one banger is a song called Chemical. Are you guys familiar with this? I've not heard this one. I don't know that one. I'm a, okay. I'm a big fan of White Iverson. I know that one. Mm, White Iverson's a banger. Sunflower and Here, Circles. Let me, let me ask my 21-year-old daughter who's sitting right next to me. Hey, Call, sweetie, what's a Post Malone banger? Hollywood's Bleeding is apparently the big 2019 <laughs> album. You would assume there's a new album if he's touring, but I don't see a new album. I see beer bongs and Bentleys, which is cool. I guess like if I was like a 13 year old kid, I'd be like, that's a cool name for an album. And then, uh, an album called Stony, which I believe is the name of a dog that you don't care about. Yeah. I think he just, Oh, sweet. I think he just does singles now. Just oh, smart for like TikTok top hits. Yeah. That's super smart. Yeah. Move. Whenever we get back, Van tells me why I should care about Taiwanese basketball. I'm not joking. Let's go. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Oh, this is Post Malone, right? Should be if it's not. There's no way a 40-year-old and an almost 40-year-old are going to know if it's Post Malone or not. I think I'm very, actually low-key, I think I'm super familiar with Post Malone's work. Okay. Austin Richard Post, known professionally as Post Malone, is an American rapper, singer, songwriter, and record producer known for his, I've never heard of this word, variegated vocals? What does that mean? Smoky voice? Yeah, let's let's go with that. Auto tuned. This, this dude's twenty seven. That's crazy. This dude seems like he's the most popular dude in the world. This is like the king of pop. Well, because he looks forty eight, a rough forty eight, not even like a really good forty eight. Okay. Have so you he, seen Have you seen those like those homeless haircut videos where you're like? They give a guy a makeover, and they like they try to get him clean and give him a job. It's like Post Malone is like the before picture. Okay, so Post Malone has a new album called Austin, and it is – oh, okay, here's a verb I didn't know. So I thought you released an album. You don't. They drop. Who knew? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Drop so an this, album? That's been around a minute. Oh, okay. So this album drops on July the 24th. Um, so there you go. So that should be the one. He's also an actor. This dude's kind of the triple threat. He's like the next Justin Timberlake. Okay, watch your mouth. He should get one of those L'Oreal sponsorships where they make his skin look like it doesn't have tattoos all over his face. Do you know what I'm talking about? When they make up a person to make him look, like, socially acceptable? He, he's not trying to be an accountant. He's a musician. The tattoos help. He's not running for Senate in Missouri. He's a rapper who plays the guitar. I'm not a rapper. That's the only rapper bit I know. I don't know any other rapper bits. I I don't know. I try. I tried to look up the story you were telling me about, Van. Uh, Big surprise. There's nothing on the Internet. Why has Taiwanese basketball captured your attention? Okay, so we all know the big man, Dwight Howard. Correct. Kind of got ran out of the NBA. Uh, He was sick of being a bench player, so he took his talents to Taiwan. 
This is one year, by the way. After playing like 15 years, you said he was sick of it. But okay, keep going. So now he is in Taiwan, and he is the absolute bell of the ball. He is doing all the super Asian-y Asian things. He's in Taiwanese pop bands. He's doing the crazy, flashy, bright light commercials. He's pitching seaweed snacks or whatever. Uh, and he's having the time of his friggin' life. No, now, hold on. with are all the drama. About, are you talking about only corporate stuff? Or is he also going down to, like, the local, like, Rucker Park of Taiwan and, like, rucking it. it up? He's doing all of it. Okay, he's having cool. the time of his life. He's, he's a great follow on Instagram, by the way. His journey is hilarious. But now, with all the drama in the NBA, the people who missed out on the playoffs, the guys who got ran out of the playoffs by losing, John Morant's drama, Doc Rivers getting fired, CP3 and DeAndre Ayton might not be on the Suns. Um, Julius Randle might be unhappy in New York. Uh, ben Simmons, we know how crazy that human being is. He's trying to recruit every almost retired or disgruntled basketball player to go form a dream team with him in Taiwan, and I am friggin' here for it. I'm looking at his Instagram right now as you're talking about it. How is this dude so jacked? You hear me, like, my biggest goal in life is to have D Dwight Howard shoulders. Like, those are the best shoulders in the game. Uh, hold up. He's not jacked. He's just standing next to a bunch of Taiwanese people. Okay, also both. He is both. <laughs> he's, 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 everyone in this pickup game of basketball is Tyler Lovely-sized, and then there's one Dwight Howard. Like, this, of course he's killing it. Did you know his nickname out there is Magical Beast because he was originally drafted by the Magic and he is a beast? That is a cool nickname. Like yes. it's got a little it's got a little you know how like Taiwanese writing is? It looks cool when it's written. Like this is this is not the worst what I'm calling a retirement. I guess it's still not a retirement. I don't want to call it his final days. It's not like he's dying. No. But like no. this is yeah, this is like a super cool thing. Um, I'm into super cool things. If the San Antonio Spurs offer him any amount of money, though, to come back and play with Wimbiama, take it. Like, don't, don't hang on. In oh, Taiwan. he'll come. I don't know. He had his fun in Taiwan, and if he can't get his boys out there to play with them, he'll be right back here. Like, of course. But he is like, he's calling out John ja Morant. He's like, hey, we'll keep you, we'll keep you safe out here. Take a year off the association. Come have some fun in Thailand. He's calling out CP3. He's a. it looks like you're on your way out the door at Phoenix. Come to Taiwan. Dude, he's calling out Julius Randle. He's like, you don't seem happy in New York. Come to Taiwan. Like, literally anybody. Um, Clay Thompson was shooting bricks all playoffs. He's like, hey, Clay, come take some time off in Taiwan. He wants to form, like, a disgruntled and almost retired dream team in Taiwan. And I hope he succeeds. That is going to be so much fun to watch. Can you imagine streaming YouTube Taiwanese basketball games with CP3, Dwight Howard, Clay Thompson, Ja Morant, why and Julius Randle? No, why Just Clay Thompson? Dunking. Just why? dunking all over these Taiwanese players. I don't understand why you're saying. Like Clay Thompson, though Clay Thompson's got nothing to do with this. Like, there's, there are, like, there's hey, even. Go ahead. I don't know how good Taiwanese strip clubs are, 
But James Harden's the perfect candidate for the Dwight Howard dream team. No, the, he, the perfect Dwight candidate. Howard looks like a shell of himself. He stunk it up in the playoffs. Why not go on an Asian strip club tour, play some basketball with Dwight Howard, and be an internet sensation? Iguodala is like the example of who should be over there. Like, why is he still on the Warriors? Like, Udonis Haslam. Like, why is he Udonis still Udonis Haslam is a great answer. Like, these are the dudes that forever ride the pine that are like like actual good locker room guys like know how to like travel know how to like like play the part in practice and do those things you let those guys go over there i'm in support of this plan then like let all those dudes ball out and beat up on tyler lovely measurable dudes like that it to me is the play i I don't hate that slightly out of touch and insensitive answer where's lynn sanity where is Lin Sanity and his dreadlocks? That would be perfect in Taiwan. Let's go. No, he's not trying to go over there and be like that. Like, I don't know what he's doing currently, but it's not that. Lin Sanity check when we get back. Well, I got it right here. <laughs> so I, I literally have it right in front of me. So he has not played since he had a very, like, scary head injury while playing in Taiwan. No. Yep. Oh, my God. I love this so much. So he was elbowed in the face by former Brooklyn Net Chris McCullough, who you remember I think played at UNC. That might not be right. Um, but, yeah, he went down, and he's, he's, been, uh, he's been, con- been considering retirement. And I have the highlight here. And uh, low-key, as I'm watching this Taiwanese basketball league, none of, the, none of these dudes, man, are from Taiwan. Like, these are all um, – yeah, these are all players from yeah. from other parts of the world for sure. Yeah, I mean, depends on. I mean, you don't get drafted into the NBA. What part of the world are you into? Do you want to go play in the Euro League? Do you want to play in the Chinese League? Do you want to play in the Taiwanese League? Do you want to play in the Korean League? Like, these are legit leagues with legit basketball players that are just one step down from the NBA. This like Dwight Dwight Howard isn't over there dunking on rice farmers like he's playing against real basketball players as i'm watching this highlight here of mccullough hitting lynn in the head which is just this just an unfortunate injury there's not really another way to communicate that whatever this venue is wherever this game is at like this court is full out of fans like there's a grip of people at this thing this is insanely popular i thought this was a joke i thought this was like like nothing but this is a very legit and competitive basketball league. Yes, and every game is like an Asian Rucker Park game. Like, people are going bonkers in the stands. People are running out on the court, like, doing the high fives with Dwight Howard. It's a blast. I mean, us us baseball fans, we know how much fun uh, the MPB is and the KBL yeah. is, the Japanese and Korean baseball leagues. They do it more fun than we do here. It's the same thing with basketball over there. They have so much fun. Lynn's team took an L in that game. He plays for a team called the Steelers. Couldn't tell you what city they're out of. Uh, but that ended their season as, obviously, they're approaching the playoffs. I said, obviously. I don't know why I did. As that league is approaching their playoffs over there. And he is now done for the season and possibly uh, for his career based off of this concussion. There was a um, there was a guy from New York, um, Stefan Marbury. Do you remember him? So, oh, so, sure. Yeah, yeah he so crushed it over there. Crushed it. But this is China, not Taiwan. 
But yeah, he played. He Correct. Grew up in New York, played for the Knicks. Uh, famously made the Starberry shoes, which were super cool. They were like a Converse. They were like twenty bucks. It was just like a neat, cool way to get um, like a cool brand in the hand of like kids that couldn't really afford it. Anyways, fell out of love with the NBA. Fell out of favor. It just it wasn't for he. He went over to China. There's statues. There's worlds of celebration about him. There's like he won championships in China. And whenever he speaks about it, he speaks as highly of this thing as a professional decision as anything that's ever been done. So I get it, I guess. Like, the, go get paid elsewhere. Um, I don't I don't have a problem with it. But, again, if ESPN calls you, you quit FanDuel and you take the money. If the NBA calls you, I think you quit the Taiwanese or Japanese or Chinese or or any Pan-Asian country. I think you quit that thing and come back to the NBA unless I'm wrong. It's money. Whoever pays you more money. There's a theme to this program today, isn't there? There's a theme to life. Like, it's... Okay, sure. Just go get more money. Like, it's... I don't care how you do it. I don't... Tyler's moving on to bigger opportunities because you refuse to pay him, Van. Like, I get it. Was Van the one paying me? <laughs> That's... It wasn't me, so <laughs> you definitely weren't. Definitely weren't collecting. Too late now, sucker. Hey, it's his loss, though. Amor and Castillo coming in on the program. You know what kind of fire that's going to be? What a bonus. What a treat for the friends of the show. Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's a good fit. We're going to redo the intro. It's going to be a whole production. You didn't redo the intro for me, though. Well, in hindsight, wasn't the wrong decision. <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> We've both been out of town a lot. You could just say that when someone asks. Cool. <laughs> been busy. <laughs> I'm not on air going to play that. I've been helping my dad. Busy, guys. Yeah. Don't you know? (laughs) It looks like right now i got to fill an hour of rain delay for the isotopes. I'm a guy who's got to produce stuff. I know Van's not filling. All right. He's I-9 Varsity, the varsity of Taiwanese dream team. (laughs) The the I-9 Varsity of filler segments. That's what we go with. (laughs) Would you rather? That's (laughs) <laughs> the I nine varsity of our previous I nine varsities. Hey, don't I already got that cut off? We can play that one ever. That one's just <laughs> super saved on the back end. Big win for college football players, Van. I'm gonna tell you exactly what they got that they should have got a long time ago. It's two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal from the Sports Animal live chat on the Sports Animal live stream, Facebook.com slash talkABQ. Today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of two men on producers. Okay. It's going to be a good one. You know, six years of doing this, two years full-time, Fred. I'm starting to think it's us, not them. Are we in six years? No, we're not, are we? Yeah. This summer will be six years total, two years full-time. Five years, right? 2019? Time flies, dude. Am I math off? Am I off one? Time flies. Five and two or six and two? Five and two. Five, Five and two. two. You're right. You're we've right. Been, we've been through them. But still, we don't need that extra year to realize that. We don't need Tyler Lovely. Some producers, man. Right. Yeah. This has been a fun radio job, I'll tell you that. This has been a good the, one. The radio job you had before this was booty. So this has been like a. Yeah, this has been a good one. I felt good. I felt pampered on my exit out of radio. This one did make me consider Aww. joining the Marine Corps, but it also is a good radio job. You know, that's a good. I feel like we gave you a lot of advice. Our last producer was a Marine. Like, we get it. 
Last producer before that might have been a Marine. We have no idea. You know you're in a great job when you're thinking Excellent. about joining the Marines. That's how you know you're in a great <laughs> position in life. I'm in my hometown, right? And we're just going to take this one for a minute up until the bottom of the hour. I'm in my hometown, so I'm at, like, my hometown, like, towny coffee shop. And I'm in doing work. I'm doing work, right? I'm, I'm, we got the new wrestling show coming up Thursday, May 25th. I'm, th- I'm throwing together, like, flyers and T-shirts. I'm doing all this stuff. And all these, like, townies that I haven't seen in years start coming in. Anyways, these kids that used to exist in, like, some of the youth programs I used to run, they're, like, graduating high school and stuff now. And I think it was, like, one out of every two was going into the services. Like, I don't remember that percentage being that high when I was. Right. Well, we did have 9-11. 9-11 kind of upped that a lot. Oh, yeah. But I, I do think that, like, the military services right now, and, and that's every degree of it, right? Army, Navy, Marines, um, National Guard, Coast Guard, whatever. They're they're making it, like, enticing. Like, I, I think young adults are getting into it because there's opportunity to, number one, better yourself, but, you know, financial gain and educational gain and all those things. So, yeah, Tyler, I mean, best of luck to you and your endeavors. My point is that nobody that's working at Google right now is going, you know what I need to do is enlist. That's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> I don't know if I'd, I would do so poorly in the in the military. Like that's that's not for me. No. Like I, you know, I uh, I enlisted in the military, coming out of high school and after like a year break, <laughs> I was gonna go to the Air Force. Oh wow! To do they, what? It was this was this was before September 11th because I'm so very old. Yes. And they were like, your garbage football knees will not do good. And then after September 11th, they're like, hey, that remember that van guy? You Call want back, back in? You want back in? And then I was like, no. Van was Van went to join the military, and they were like, nah, we good. Like we. First we off, could. I got a perfect score on my ASVAB. I, I was in the 99th percentile. What is a, a what? Yeah, on a what? A perfect score on As, what? ASVAB. What is that? It's the interest. It's the interest exam for the military. I've never I got even... a perfect score. They wanted to make me a nurse. Is it a really easy exam? Like, what is it? <laughs> First off, how dare you? I'm quite the intelligent young man. Well, I was a young man. What? Give me an example question on this thing. You, you want me to ask you a question? Yes. From, the, from so, a test I took over 20 years ago. Yes. Okay. Let's do it then. Fine. Here we go. Let me find something. Because I feel... Okay, hold up, turd. It says here... Average users of the ASVAB, which I just discovered existed two seconds ago, average users get a 92. All right. I got a 99. You can't get above above a 99. I couldn't have scored higher. Okay, Fred. I didn't ask them to make it harder. If a faucet gives 20 gallons of water in five seconds, how many gallons of water does it give in seven seconds? It gets 20 gallons of water in five seconds. So that would go in, so that'd be five. So you would have to add 10 more gallons. I have no idea. You, how would you ever figure that See, out? You would have scored way under 92. <laughs> I don't have a cup. Coast like, Guard friend. How would you collect the water? Mm. Also, turn the faucet on. That's the real question behind the ASVAB. I don't necessarily care about the numbers. Who's controlling? The answer is 28 them? gallons, you dorks. No, it is not. Five. What's the answer, Tyler? It's 28 gallons. Is actually correct. 
Oh, yeah, because you guys are Googling against me. That's how this show's been the whole time Tyler's been No, here. it's basic <laughs> math, you fool. What do I need basic math for? You have to so, answer uh, that question survival. under Skills gunfire. In the military. Yeah, exactly, survival. Okay, yeah. I got one. All right, I got... Oh, there's paragraph questions? Boys. Oh, yeah. This thing is We ain't brutal. got time for that. All right, you ready for the paragraph question? All right, hold up. Sure. These are about war and stuff. <laughs> Which one? No, I'm good on this. I would do badly at this. Tyler, did you take this? I did. I took it in high school, I want to say. And what happened? They, they... And, and the military was just like, nah, fam. I don't know. I didn't stop getting emails until much longer after high school, so I have a feeling I did <laughs> somewhat acceptable. <laughs> Did the military change their weed rule because every state's changed their weed rule? Or Still federally, federal. it's not cool, right? Yeah. yeah. If they change the weed rule, I'm wearing boots. It's every day. It's over. I'm in. <laughs> I'm there. I'm. I am. I you am are there. a boot. You're a boot guy. Oh, five hundred or whatever. All right, so, all right. So it looks like a lot of businesses use something similar to this test too. There might be some validity to it. Well, speaking about tests, college kids take them, but they're no longer testing the system as they've been accepted into the world van of, like, at least legit video entertainment. We'll break down exactly what happened in college football whenever we get back. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. I'm in St. Louis. Fans in Denver. Tyler's in Albuquerque. You are with us. We're very much... Enjoying this time together. It looks like the ice tops are going to be in a bit of a rain delay. So hang out with your boys as we are hanging out up until either the end of this program at 7 o'clock Mountain or the start of ice tops baseball, whichever does come first. Boys, NCAA football on the Xbox. That was the jam. It was the jam when I was a no kid. No doubt. A lot of people claim it was the jam on the PlayStation. And you'll remember after Xbox Live or PlayStation Network or whatever that was, the first thing you would do whenever you got your copy of NCAA football is you would go to the Play Store and you would download someone's updated rosters that put every single player's name on there. Here's the thing. Not anymore. Because those updated rosters, they're made by users. They weren't made officially. They were, it was just some nerd nerding out naming every player. It is now official. FBS football players will be able to be in any new college football game, but specifically the EA Sports one, as EA Sports and one team have partnered to handle NIL rights for any FBS player who is eligible to be in EA Sports college football games. This is a big win for university athletes as they have been trying for decades to get into the games that have made so much money off their likeness. Yeah, sporting gamer really misses NCAA football. Yeah. Like having your franchise or having your, your college program. Your dynasty, they say. Your dynasty, there you go, and creating it from nothing and then going all the way to the top and getting the best recruits and developing the players. It was so much fun. I remember I had a graveyard job one summer in college, and all I did overnight I only had like two hours responsibilities from a six to an eight hour shift. And all I did for the four hours in the middle was play NCAA football mm -hmm. over and over 
and over again until I was like 60 years in the future. And I've been undefeated for the last 54 <laughs> years. And every single recruit I had was a five-star uh, blue chipper. Welcome back. Pretty sweet. If a player does not want to be in the game, EA Sports would create a generic avatar and the player in that athlete's play, so that is fine. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of cool stuff for the 120 FPS schools. They're going to do, like, face scans and the whole thing to get all these players in. Um, I don't know. Super cool, man. I, I, I'm I, pumped. I'm always pro-labor. Like we, I feel like so many of our conversations come back to, like, get in the bag, right? But for so long, college football athlete and collegiate athlete overall just wasn't able to reap at a time when other people were reaping a ton off of them. So, and, right. and I, it's not stated here what the payment process will be, if it's from um, EA sports or if it's from this partnership, but it looks like these dudes are going to make out with a little bit of coin. And I love that. And obviously if they wanted to opt out uh, from the deal with one team, they could also opt out on that. But you would assume that the one team, which already has partnerships with the NFL PA and the MLS PA and the United States women's national team player association, um, that they would be able to get this thing right right away for these kids. So, uh, yeah, big one for collegiate players. And, and if you're playing as your favorite team, you're playing with your favorite player now. And if you're like me who grew up with kids who played D1 football, like you get to play as your friends. It was like sure. the coolest thing in the whole world. You know, with all these games being online now, you should be able to update previous teams. I don't yeah. know if they're going to have that technology out the gate, but you could import your old friends from your college and play with them. Well, and I, or, think that, I think that only matters though, if, if there's coin in it, because like I yes. said, the, the user base, like the steam, like we, like the steam workshop, we update that, that already exists. Like you can day one of a download, you can get that. But now as long as people are getting a little bit of cheddar off of it, like I'm, I'm super on, on that team. And, and this is going to help not only the superstars, because I mean, let's be honest. Um, NIL is heavily weighted towards the superstars to people with social media presences. Mm -hmm. And in the woman's world, obviously the better looking female athletes, it'll come around. It'll be more equitable in the future. I'm assuming, but this game is going to help the guys who might be that unknown interior linebacker at Florida A&M who maybe they get 50 bucks a month or whatever it is. It's going to be divided equally and between all these players, not just super top heavy for your quarterback and your wide receiver. It's so funny whenever you make that point about the NIL stuff with appearances and stuff, because the you were a league of their own a million years ago, and they're showing all the players, and they're like, and Marla Hooch. Mm -hmm. and it's just like the widest camera you could put on a human being. And they're like, yes, she still has value. And you're like, oh, like, why do you do Marla so dirty like that? That's That's just brutal. Hey, also actresses who get cast in scripts that say like like ugly girl or like what like way yeah. to go. Like way to be a champion out there. Like that's mm -hmm. that, that's about as positive as you can get in this world. The uh, talking about like the likeness and representation, let's let's use like a um because this is always a conversation of Madden, right? Like, hey, what's your rating? Hey, what's your whatever? Is there a way 
like for college kid to like get done right by this or like say you're like offensive lineman in Alabama, you want like the fattest little avatar possible, right? Like if you're an offensive lineman, sure. you, you want to be like a road grader. Like I'd be so mad if I went down there yeah. and I was like the the second tier of body frame or whatever. I'm like, I'm like no, like like I gotta get bigger, so I'm bigger in my video game. Like figure this thing yeah, out. Yeah, stretch this out. How how wide do these pixels go? Right. I don't want to look like the rock. I don't want to look like the rock. Me and me and Nate Davis were hanging out one night, uh, former quarterback of your Duke City Gladiators, and we we're talking about he was in uh, Madden, right? Because he got drafted. He played for the 49ers, obviously, like had had a career. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, you, how do you feel like your quarterback looked? Like, you know, the way he's like, thought he was fat. <laughs> like, no, but he's one fat. <laughs> he's like a sturdy guy. Like, he, like way to go down there. So college football player, they're back on that level, Van. They, uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get paid for for doing that thing, and you know how much money EA Sports makes. Um, and I don't know if it'll be on the launch. I, I, you'd assume there'd be a perpetuity because there's all this like, you can you can spend more money in games now, right? Like like uh, packs. I bet that's gonna be a big part of it. Like getting like a like a gold card or a silver card. I don't I don't really know how that world works, like economy wise. But you know what I'm talking about. So I I think that's gonna be a big aspect of it where. Maybe guys that are more higher sought or, or compensated in a way, but I'm super in. I hope everyone gets some. I hope UNM gets some. I hope New Mexico State gets some. I hope, I hope it, it rolls down the right way for everyone. I mean, if you use anybody's image and likeness, they got to get at least a small chunk no matter what. But like you were saying, like that's exactly how it's going to go, right? No matter what, your Alabamas, your Ohio States, your Floridas, like these guys are going to become with the package. You buy them, you get whoever signed up for it, you get the name from the Big Ten and the SEC. But if you want oh, okay. the WAC package, yeah. yeah. if you want the Sun West, yeah. if you want the Florida A&Ms of the world, then you got to upgrade to the X package or whatever they're going to end up calling it. Because they can't just come out the gate and have – I mean, it's not like a 53-man roster in the NFL with only 32 teams. There are hundreds and hundreds – of college football teams, and then hundreds of players on each college football team. Are you thinking you're going to get everyone? You're going to get everyone right out the gate? There's no way. I bet they will. I mean, you're talking about the I'm sorry. EA. Like, I'm so, okay. They're going to go. There's only 120 schools. Like, this is not like, like you just go to the mall. Like, you go. You, and the thing, maybe it's even like a, you just send like a – like the scan thing or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Or maybe not all, maybe not everyone gets a scan, you know, maybe like you, you have to send an official photo or whatever to, to be represented like on the roster screen or whatever, but maybe not every yeah. player gets the head scan, but I, I bet you everyone's represented really well, but the guys that need to, that are in the packs or whatever, they're going to have action shots. They're going to have all that stuff produced. And like you were saying, maybe there's copies. They'll do of, the, they'll do the ping, the ping pong ball thing where you put the ping pong balls on all your joints sweet, and they dude. film you. That stuff's super get sweet. Your, yeah. And you do the Heisman pose or whatever. And then, uh, but you're talking about like the copies of the games, right? So you're going to buy like a physical copy of the game. Are you going to get one that's got like your favorite Ohio state player, your favorite Alabama player? It's the same game over and over again, but maybe that has something to do with how, you know, the dollars come out or whatever. Sure. And I'm sitting here, at least if you're watching on the Facebook live stream, I'm sitting here in a New Mexico Highland shirt. Ah, we're D2. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. See, I mean, with the expansion pack, you can get the New Mexico Highlands package. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Or if you buy the special Lobo pack, 
uh, the boys from Two Men On that can replace your favorite player. Do Plug and play Van and Fred. If EA is like, Fred, do you want to do like the voice clips or whatever? You know, when there's a big play or whatever, the, um, you know, the touchdown noises they make. I think I would do yeah. good at that. I think that'd be a sweet one. I'm into it. I got an update on the off, ice. Put some gotta... respect on Rob Portnoy's name. Well, yeah, I mean, he does very well. Also, I think it's Kirk Herbstreit <laughs> or someone does it. They're uh, asking him first. I have here. Are you ready for this? Update on the ice topes, okay? Okay. Tarp is off the field and is looking to be an on-time start for the ice topes. So Mother Nature has decided uh, less of two men on and more of baseball starting on time. So we will have updates on that at 6 o'clock whenever Josh Sushan joins us on this broadcast. Whenever we get back to today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of I-9, or excuse me, of two men on producers. Here we go. R.I.P. Tyler. Also, I don't think we can officially... we come back to boys to men's end of the road. It's got to be right, like because we've been through. Our... We never say goodbye on air. By the way, this is like a special thing for Tyler, like a fun. Can moment. we? Can you find a edited version of Thug Life's "Pour Out a Little Liquor"? Is it "Pour Out a Little Liquor"? Or are we doing boys to men? Is it a <laughs> you medley? Choose. Do you have time to mix up a medley? Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. day at work when you're producing the show and you ask for a specific rejoin music like boys to men into the road but it doesn't matter because you're one segment away from your final days of the program and you're tyler lovely That's there's right. not a more fitting moment right now in the history of radio than this hard back <laughs> because tyler didn't preload the song on the production computer and i'm certain that we check his last text sent it was within the commercial break what a special moment for us. <laughs> That's going to affect my rank, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> a little Today's... bit of a recency bias here. Yeah, 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 a little bit. <laughs> Today's I-9 Varsity, League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. You know that right now, you soccer clinics are taking sign-ups. Connect with I-9 Sports, get your kick going. It's one day a week. Practice playing the same day. It's about as good as it gets. Unlike Tyler, who is the worst. <laughs> Today's I-9 Varsity. The I-9 Varsity of two men on producers. For fun, I'm going to start with an ABQ Central producer. Big thank you to Mike Vitale for all the time he gave Yeah, Mike Mikey Vitale. boy. He was at the top for us for so very long, and we wish him the best of endeavors wherever he is at. Who do you got, Van? Okay, I'm going to cheat. Yep. And I'm also going to say our very first producer, yeah, Mike Vitale. Yeah, he was great. People ask me about Mikey all, all the, the time. time, how he's doing. He's an absolute sports animal legend. Mm-hmm. So here's your flowers, Mikey. Thanks for being our first producer. You did fantastic. We wish you the best. Super nice. Tyler, what, right, uh, well, what bad idea do you have? Uh, I don't know him, but uh, that's cool. Mike Vitale. Shout out to Mike. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. I'm going with Griff uh, for my number one. Yeah, obviously. Griff's number one. Obviously. And she's not in the room anymore, but she was supposed to be when I said that. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and say that again for my number two and three until she gets back. So. Very good answers. Yeah, Griff definitely on the list. Steph Griff is a uh, just an absolute world beater in the world of producing this program. Um, I think our future producer, Amory Castillo, should be on the list. I think yeah. she's far better than Tyler has been, and she's never even done it. So give me <laughs> Amory 
I'm excited about bringing A. Marie in. That's going to be excellent. Going to add a, a lot of flavor and fun to the program. Uh, you know what the first three people we mentioned never did? Miss the rejoin music immediately on their segment. No, never. Yeah. That was right on. The real shout, out to, shout out to old Bobcat. Next on my I-9 yeah, Farsi of producers. With his sage-like wisdom that he's spreading to this next upcoming group of producers. I agree. Shout out Bobcat. That. You going with Griff, Tyler? Is that your answer? Uh, I'm going with Griff. Griff. I'm going with Griff at number two. She's in the other room, so maybe she's getting closer. Okay, got it. It's Robert Gibson, boys. He was uh, tremendous for all the years he was with us, and then uh, obviously he's moved on to other things. But Robert uh, Robert Gibson, just absolutely standout dude at the very top. Uh, Also, I have produced before. I was as bad as Tyler, so definitely not me. Van has produced before. He's he was worse than me, and I was the worst. I'm uh, I'm batting a thousand in my one day. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Heck of a program. Josh Sushan joins us. Where we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the is there is there not a rain delay. Also, you know, I'm going to bring up to him this Oakland Athletics crowd um, because it ain't around. It ain't around. Sad. Tuning on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Tyler's last segment on the program. Let's railroad him out with Josh Sushan. Josh, welcome to the program, brother. I appreciate I appreciate being on the program, and uh, it's an honor to be here for Tyler's last segment. Long time coming, as of today. They come back, Josh. They always do. Come clawing back, right back to us at the Sports Animal. <laughs> the Ice Tops and Rainiers meet for game two of six today. It should be a good one. How's the weather, Jay? The weather is clear right now. Yes, it rained. Um, It rained a little bit harder than uh, light about a couple of hours ago. The tarp is off the field. The grounds crew is working diligently right now to prepare the field. And we are looking at an on-time start of 635. Both the starting pitchers are stretching and loosening up. So we should be playing ball at 635 as scheduled. That's kind of the big indicator industry-wise because they don't let those guys warm up unless they think they're going to go. So it sounds like everything is a go out there at the ballparks. If you're headed to the ballpark, do not change your plans. Get there as originally intended um, or get there on New Mexico time because, I mean, that's Albuquerque stuff. But remember this, though, when it comes to New Mexico time. The Isotopes have scored more runs in the first inning than any other minor league baseball team. There's 120 of them. And they've also given up more runs in the first inning than any other of the 120 minor league baseball teams. So if you're on New Mexico time and you arrive at the second or third inning, there's a good chance that you've missed runs. Scored 18 of them yesterday. It's a lot. That's a lot. A beautiful unintended consequence of the rain and uh, – Thank goodness we didn't have a delay. But that Albuquerque evening sundown weather with a little bit of moisture in the air, there's nothing like it, right? I know the pitchers like it. Pitchers are like, cool, right? (laughs) Sweet. There's a little bit of moisture in the air. Maybe the ball will travel like it's 3,200 feet altitude instead of 5,200 feet altitude. And... um, Yeah, and actually, as I'm looking at the flags, the wind is kind of blowing in. Some of my papers here in the booth are kind of blowing around. So 
maybe that's going to help the pitchers a little bit. Hey, th- these I just ran the numbers on what the average score is at Isotopes Park. On average, the Isotopes are scoring 8.2 runs per game in home games here in Albuquerque. That's the good news. The bad news is the opponents are averaging 9.5 runs per game. We're averaging a combined 17.7 runs per game at Isotopes Park this year. It's not the best night weather-wise as of a little bit ago, but it's going to be a very nice night. Will the isotopes pull more than 2,064 fans tonight? For sure, 100%. Do you know why I asked the number 2,064? Go ahead. Because that is the mere number of fans that were at the Oakland Coliseum last night for the A's game. The fewest in team history since 1979 when only 1,000 tickets were sold. Josh, I asked you earlier today off the radio if you would go with me to Oakland Coliseum to pay your respect and so that I could see this ghost town in person, and you gave me an emphatic no. Why have you and every single Oakland fan made the right decision to stop supporting this team and organization? Well, I'm kind of busy during the season, so that, that's the first part. The second part is I've literally seen over a 1,000 Oakland A's games. Remember, I, I, I covered the Oakland A's for, for three years as the beat writer at the Oakland Tribune, so that's 162 right there. My family was season ticket holders, and I remember what it was like when the A's had the second highest average attendance in the game, 1990, the third straight year they went to the World Series. They averaged 35,805 fans. They had 2.9 million. And yes, it was because they were good, and it, but it was also because they had a high payroll and they had an owner that invested in the community and made the Coliseum the best place it could be. It's also when the Raiders were gone. It's before the Raiders ruined it by coming back with Mountain Davis. There was gorgeous views of the Oakland Hills. It's when the Giants ballpark was the terrible one. It's when the Giants were trying to leave. It's when the Giants were thinking about St. Petersburg, and one year they were thinking about Denver, and one year they were thinking about Toronto, and they were trying to move anywhere and everywhere, and the A's were the the hottest ticket in town. Well, the 49ers are the hottest ticket in town. The A's were the second hottest ticket in town back then. And now you have an ownership group that doesn't care. And so, I mean, maybe if there's a Monday that's open on an off day, maybe I'll go. Um, But I've seen plenty of games there, and I want my memories to be all the happy memories and not the sad ones. Josh, June 15th, 2005. For the first time in each other's careers, Rich Hill pitched against Miguel Cabrera. They faced each other today, almost 18 years later. What's your most, oh my God, I'm old baseball moment? Because this might be mine right now. I feel like every day I have an, oh my gosh, I'm old baseball moment when I see the son of some major leaguer who is in uniform, you know, um, Yorvis Torialba's son, Yorvis Torialba is, is with us. He, he's hanging out with us um, this week. You know, um, when Eric Young Jr. retired, because it was one thing, I remember watching Eric Young Jr. when he was working out with his dad on the field, and then Eric Young Jr. was a ball player, and then he reached the major leagues. And then when Eric Young Jr. retired, <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, okay, so that made me feel really old as well. Um, I think that's really cool, though, that Rich Hill and Miguel Cabrera 
18 years later facing one another. It's awesome. It goes to show it's such a credit to those two guys in two different paths for their 18-year odyssey to face one another again. You know, one guy's been at the top of his game almost the entire time. The other guy, injuries and independent league and bouncing around to so many different organizations. And, you know, that's the cool thing about baseball, though, is that if you keep your body in shape, if you do this to your arm, to your legs, to your back, all these things, you can still keep playing, and, and, you can, and you can do things that make all of us feel old. Jeff Criswell is on the bump tonight for the home team. Who's on the pregame show, Jay? Pregame show guest is Nolan Jones. Now, Nolan is hitting really well, right? He's hitting for average. He's hitting for power. He's drawing a bunch of walks. But he had another outfield assist last night. That's two in the last week. It's four for the year. And he also had another hustle double where it looks like a single off the bat and the, and the outfielder just kind of not lollygags it, but doesn't like completely like, like sprint after the ball and, and throw the ball back in as fast as possible. And he gets the second on a double. And I love it when guys play hard. I love it when guys do things that don't show up in the box score, and I like to highlight those things. So even though he's having this great year offensively, I talked with him about his base running and about his throwing, and it's a fun conversation. There's a real science behind that stuff that I don't – I broadcast a lot. I mean, I don't have the skill you have, but, I, you know, I broadcast collegiate baseball. It's so difficult, I think, to communicate action, like, away from, like, the runner or away from the ball. And, and talk about how guys, like, control their bodies and, like, to set up even, like, get underneath the fly ball and set your body ready to come forward and then make a crow hop and do those things. Like, it's – I don't know. There's a, there's, a, there's a science to it and a magic, like a combination of the two – that I don't necessarily always know how to put into words. So I'm going to be excited to take that conversation in. Yeah, the thing I didn't realize is that Nolan Jones didn't start playing outfield until a couple of years ago, and he admits that he's still learning how to play the outfield, which you would not expect based on the way that he's played out there. You know, I, I think the ultimate sign for an outfielder is when they just stop running on you, and that's basically what's happened with, with the you know, exception of one play yesterday. Teams are just not running on him. If there's a base hit to right field, the dude right. at first just stops at second. He doesn't try to go first to third unless the ball's like way over in the gap or something. I've seen numerous times just within the last week of the third base coach is like, nope, just stay there. Don't go. You're good. Stay there. Don't try it. And, and that's the ultimate in respect, and he's already attained that level. Josh, one of the biggest prospects in baseball, number one on a lot of people's prospect rankings francisco alvarez switched his agent from scott boris to bad bunny two-part question here do you know who bad bunny is good question and how crazy is this the only thing that i know about bad bunny is that my university, because I get all of their emails, someone in the journalism department taught some type of class that is based on Bad Bunny and, and pop culture. So that's, and, and of course, with me, everything comes back to San Diego State. Sorry, not sorry. So that's all I know about Bad Bunny is that there is a class at San Diego State University, a journalism class, in which or a communications class, in which you can study Bad Bunny's impact on pop culture. And yet that's all I know about Bad Bunny. Maybe I need to take this class. How big of an insult is that to Scott Boris and the Boris Company? Well, I think that Scott Boris and the Boris Company is, is going to survive. I think they have enough clients, and I think they're going to steal enough other clients that they're going to be just fine. Josh, Van and, I, Van and I are throwing out the first pitch next Wednesday night at Isotopes Park. Give us a pointer so that Van doesn't screw it up. How dare you? Aim high. 
Aim high. If you throw it over the catcher's head, everybody thinks you have an amazing arm. If you try to throw a strike, you're going to bounce it. Everyone's going to laugh at you, and I'm going to make fun of you every day. Aim high. Aim over the catcher's head. It's doubtful you'll throw it over the catcher's head, but aim high, especially you if you're on the mound. You don't realize the difference when you're on a mound. Aim high. Will you be in the broadcast booth during our first pitch? Oh, yeah, I'll do, I'll do some play-by-play. I'll get, I'll get the camera out, and I'll do some play-by-play of it. All I'm saying is bring your glove. No reason. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I'm, hit, I'm hitting him with the slider. One last, one last update <laughs> on the weather, Jay. What's going on? It's clear. It's not raining. They're watering the, the infield, in fact. They, they've chalked the lines. All the players are uh, playing catch and stretching and loosening up. We're going to start on time. Love everything about it. Josh Sushan, thank you so very much, brother. You're an absolute pro. Any final words for Tyler? You're always welcome at beautiful Rio Grande Credit Union Field anytime that you like. And now that you have more time, you better come out here often. My man, we'll see you soon, Josh. That's very nice. Right on. <laughs> Tyler, I got some well wishes for you. I, uh, I sent out a couple texts to uh, regulars on the program. Let me read them to you from our friends of the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, this one just says, big surprise. We'll leave that one anonymous, actually. That's not that nice. Uh, we have um, long time coming. I actually okay. This didn't go as well as I thought it would, Tyler. So this uh, we're gonna, gonna have to really pivot from this segment. It's, uh, not the success I thought it would. Why did Chris Burnett say that? Oh gosh, this is terrible. This is just gross. I can't even read mine. No, not appropriate for radio, really. Tyler, you're still performing and doing things regularly. I'm still performing regularly. Y'all can all catch me at Dry Heat Comedy Club. All of y'all are welcome from the Sports Animal. Love everything about that. Van, final words before we hand it over to the iStubs? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Good job, everyone. GG. Bye, Tyler. Bye, guys. Thank you all. I mean, I'm not as sad as Van. I'm kind of sad. Regular sad. I pulled it off. A. Marie will be fun.